Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He said, well, it wasn't my fault. It doesn't matter. Jesus on the cross is our example. Father, forgive them as he's being nailed and killed. I can't do that without him, but I can forgive if he asks me. Now, a lot of people say, well, if I forgive somebody, does that mean I agree with what they did? Of course not. It just means that I release that pain. And I know what happened to me. If you were raped, if you had bad child care, and parents did all kinds of things to you and all these kinds of things, of course I don't forget it. But I let God take the hurt of it, and I just release them. You can't do that without God, but you can do it with God. The passion of Christ is to heal the brokenhearted. People who are brokenhearted are easy prey for the devil's strongholds. Most mental strongholds start with hurt and trauma. Healing leads to freedom, which leads to release to fulfill God's purpose for our life. God's plan is to enable us to love Him, others, and ourselves. Satan's master plan is separation. He will cause you to be brokenhearted and allow your flesh to separate you from God. But God's Word tells us to loose and bind these strongholds that Satan puts on us. And we can only do this with God's help. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Psalms, chapter 118, verse 24, with part two of our message entitled, Defeating Strongholds and All of Satan's Weapons. Unforgiveness and bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the person that hurt you to die. But you're dying. You can be free of that. And the last one that I want to talk about is critical and negative thinking. There's a great verse in the Bible. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's get up, be grouchy, and complain to everyone. No, that is not what the word says. Well, Pastor Mark, that's just my nature. I ain't talking about your sinful nature. I'm talking about your Godful nature. God is not a negative, critical God. His words are good and uplifting and encouraging. That becomes, for some people, a destructive thought process. So everything they see, it could be 95% of the stuff is really good, but they always go after the other what? Five percent. Let me give you a, and, and I don't mean anybody because nobody's done this for a few months. Praise God. I'll get somebody and I said something wrong or I didn't make the right illustration of what it was like. I'm human, in case you don't know that. And they'll write to me about this one little thing. It was at the beginning of the sermon or whatever. And you know what my natural thought is? Did they hear anything the other 50 minutes? That hurts. And I'm thinking, you know who put that thought in there? And what do they think about the rest of the service? That. It's not because it's my fault. It's because Satan says, don't listen to anything. That guy's, he said divorce. I was divorced. Ah, I wasn't the cause. Ah. And that's all you think about the rest of the service. See, the battle 
is in the mind. Careful. Now, every one of those that I gave you, all of those thoughts that I gave you, when you, when you look at that, understand what I'm trying to say to you. Every single one of those, uh, they can become strongholds. They can become strongholds. Now, I'm going to give you the definition of a stronghold, and I want you to write it down this morning. So, here we go. What is a stronghold? It's not a random thought like I just gave you. Most of those things that we went through, we just maybe hold unforgiveness for a day or two, and then we just finally say, God, I I just let them go. It's okay. And, And we move on with our life. Same with critical or negative, those kind of things. It's not one of those, but it's a fortress that gets cemented in our lives. Here's what it is. Wrong thoughts about God, the Bible, life, wrong thoughts about people, and even wrong thoughts about myself, who I am. And they develop, not instantly, over time. It's these destructive thoughts that develop over time, and eventually they become a habit in my life. They become a bondage, and I'm held hostage. I never free of it. Now, I want to tell you a verse this morning. Christ says, the Son will set you free. God doesn't want us to be hostages of our thoughts. He wants to be, us to be free to serve Him. So I'm going to go through some of these. Some of you have these this morning. We probably all have kind of dealt there. And maybe there's two of them that will surprise you. Here's the first one. Satan's strongholds. It's an incorrect concept of who God is. It's not a temporary thing. Some of you are not believers yet because here's what you think of God. You've been listening to the lies of Satan. God is distant. He's unknowable. He's demanding. He's actually cruel. And he's impossible to please. And if I actually give my life to God, it'll be the most miserable life I'll ever have. Now, God is not like any of that. You'll see in a moment. But you have listened to Satan. That is exactly what happened in the garden with Eve. God gave them all the fruit trees, hundreds, thousands, we don't know how many. He said no to one. And what did Satan do? Eve... Your God is keeping the best tree from you. He's a bad God. But I want to say to you this morning, early on, he's a good God this morning. And you will see, he's not distant. He's very personal. But that's a lie from Satan. Now, the next few... Alcoholism, drug addiction, pornography, sexual addictions, lust, I could put up gambling. Those are things that some of you are still even dealing with this morning. They didn't start as strongholds. They started as a drink or two. And then a few more. Think about the young lady who stabbed her boyfriend. Her life will be different from now on. That relationship may never make it. What happened? Drunk, which is a sin. Drinking isn't a sin. Drunk is a sin. I don't drink because it's ridiculous. You you know, you watch watch our commercials today. You notice the deception? Again, no problem if you have a glass of wine, you guys want to have it. You know, that's fine with me. Don't don't email me about all that stuff. 
I'll say that. Getting drunk is a sin, period. You can laugh all you want. What is our alcohol industry who's run by, by Satan? What, what do they do? No longer do we have, you know, the horses and the, and the nice big horses for Christmas and then the white snow and all this stuff. Then at the end they say this, uh, be careful and drive safely. <laughs> and what do we have during the holidays? More drunk accidents, more people killed. You'll, they'll never show that. It's just deceptive advertising. Now understand, when you have those things, all of those there together, pornography, how'd that start? With one little look. We've all been there. If you have a pad, iPad, a tablet, a television, it's in front of us all the time. But you have to move away from it. So those three, and, and gambling, alcohol, drug addiction, pornography, sexual distress, and, and gambling, most of those can be delivered instantly. I know a lot of people have been delivered instantly after they were afraid for that. Some of them not instantly. Freed of their sin, but they have to work through a little process with people, with, with other people to encourage them because it's been a lifelong thing. I can't share with you some of the stories that people came up and asked me to pray for this weekend. They're too personal. But it's amazing of the hostage that has happened. If you heard this morning, there's nothing impossible with God. I don't care how long you've been at it, where you've been, where you've been gone. Because Satan will say to you, you'll see in a moment, a horrible lie. Next, here's the one. Living in the past from hurts that have never been healed. That's an unforgiveness and bitterness. And that will be a stronghold in your life. And as I said, it will eventually destroy you. He said, well, it wasn't my fault. It doesn't matter. Jesus on the cross is our example. Father, forgive them as he's being nailed and killed. I can't do that without him. But I can forgive if he asks me. Now, a lot of people say, well, if I forgive somebody, does that mean I agree with what they did? Of course not. It just means that I release that pain. And I know what happened to me. If you were raped, if you had a bad child care, and parents did all kinds of things to you, and all these kind of things. Of course I don't forget it. But I let God take the hurt of it. And I just release them. You can't do that without God. But you can do it with God. Next. I told you I'd get to you. Pride, inflated ego, and self-focus. Pastor Mark, I never have any of those things. There you are right there. <laughs> gotcha. One of the most dangerous things you can do is say this to Satan. I know you're strong, but I'll never fall to that sin and temptation. Never. Get ready. I'm serious. Because that's where he'll go after. Because understand this principle this morning. Satan is stronger than you. But he's weaker than God that lives in you. But when you have pride and inflated ego and self-focus, you're in a dangerous place. All pastors know the danger of pride. I have a little turtle on a fence post in my office. How'd the turtle get on the fence post? Somebody put him there. He can't climb up a fence post. Why is it on my desk? Because if that turtle gets removed, he's done. He can't climb up again. How, why is that on my desk? How did I get here as pastor over these thousands of people? God put me here. If I take credit, I'm gone. God will not stand for pride. Careful this morning. We talk to the pastors all the time about it. We're all prideful, ego people. You, some of you are here. You're not a Christian today. Here's why you're not a Christian. I can do it myself. You're wrong, and you'll end up in eternity because of that stinking pride. Next, this is a big one. Not only do many people have the wrong concept of God, but they have the wrong concept of who God made them. 
They kind of have this feeling of inferiority and I'm worthless and I'm a failure and, and, and I, I don't have anything really to offer the world. Now that could come from backgrounds where your parents or maybe your dad said to you, you'll never make anything of yourself. Your brother's going to do it or your sister. You're going to be a failure. Maybe somebody at school said, you know, they've been most likely to succeed. They didn't even put your name on the list anywhere. And, and you've allowed that to be part of you. I'm going to talk about the solution to that in a moment. But I want you to write the biggest lie. You cannot change your thinking and your lifestyle. That's where some of you are this morning. And you'll wonder why you're even in church. Well, you're here to hear the truth. Satan will say to you, you've been doing this so long. That upbringing that you had, that person that hurt you, you know, those three marriages. You remember the person that raped you when you were a young little girl? You'll never get over that. You'll never rise above it. It isn't going to happen. Just forget it. But Paul tells us, no, 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 no. That's a lie. Because nothing is impossible with God. So I want to give you this morning, let's read these verses again very quickly. I will start in verse 4. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. You're right there. All of our campuses. Vieira, Sebastian, watch this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. So it isn't man's way. It isn't my intelligence. Uh, on the contrary, they have divine power. You see, it's not that kind of man thing. It's God's thing. What does that divine power destroy? Well, number one, it demolishes strongholds. All those strongholds I just listed for you. And then verse 5, we demolish arguments. Arguments are the philosophy and the reasoning and the schemes of the world. The world says, if you're going to be worth anything, you've got to step on everybody and give. You be first. Don't, don't, don't serve anybody else. You take care of yourself. Nobody's going to take care of you. Watch out for yourself, number one. No, no, no. You make God number one. He'll take care of you. So understand, that, that, is, a, that, is, a, that is an argument that you can defeat. Demolish it. And then pretension. Pretensions are simply have to do with that man-centered. I just talked about that. Self-confident. I can do this myself. No, you can't do it. God will destroy that. Everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And so all the wrong thoughts are against God's truth. Any thought that comes into my life that's against the knowledge of God, the truth of God, is a wrong thought. And then what do I have to do? Well, God, just take that thought from me. No, 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 no. Watch this. And we take captive how many thoughts? Take, tell me the word. Every, all, depending on your translation, to make it obedient to Christ. So look at me this morning. We can't destroy these destructive thoughts and strongholds by ourselves. I can't destroy them with human ideas or wisdom or or a 64-step program or physical weapons. Our weapons are spiritual. So you need to write this down this morning. This keeps us humble. This keeps us dependent on God because we are. Here's what I want you to write. To win, Vieira, Sebastian, to win the battle of our minds, those of you watching online, we need two things. God's help. And God's mighty weapons. I need both of those. I will never get my thinking right, and thus I will not live right. I will not become the person I want to be. You see, what we think we become. So if you're here with bitterness this morning, that's what you become. Everything in life is looking bitter to you. People. Well, that person hurt me. So you stay out of relationships. Or they're, they're just kind of temporary relationships. You're afraid to move in because you've been hurt before. See, what we think... 
We've become. And if you think you can't get over that stronghold, that God can't free you, then that's what you'll be. In bondage, hostage, your whole life. And it destroys it because we are not thinking godly thoughts. I have to remember I'm always in a spiritual battle. This isn't something that, well, it happens during a difficult time of my life. I'm always in it. It's every day because all of us are thinking lots of thoughts every day. Number two, I have to recognize the wrong thought. Now, how do I recognize the wrong thought? I recognize the wrong thought by knowing the right thoughts. I'll get to that at the end. You have to be in the Bible to know how God thinks. If you're not in the Bible, you won't recognize the thought isn't right. Number three, stop and reject the wrong thought. Okay, you can't just let it flow around in there because that's when it begins to become an action for us. You have to recognize it. You have to stop and reject the wrong thought. Now, watch me. You don't leave your brain empty. You replace it with the word. You think on those things that are lovely and kind and goodness, and God, you are good. You are personal. You live in me. And, and you have those words that you can replace that wrong thought. We don't leave an empty mind. I don't have time to go there, but there's a whole story of a demon. Demons were cast out of this house, and per- this person, and pretty soon that, that person just, just left themselves by themselves. They didn't go to God. They didn't have godly thoughts, and pretty soon the demons came back with more. See, you have to empty yourself of those thoughts and then replace it with the Word of God. Now, the only way we can combat Satan's lies is with God's truth. So let me give you this morning five weapons They're spiritual weapons from God to help us with those destructive thoughts and those hostages. Write them down this morning. Number one weapon, the Bible, truth. Remember what the battle's about. God's truth and Satan's lies. Now look at what Hebrews 4 says. For the word of God, the Bible, is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes, watch this, our innermost thoughts, what's going on in our mind, and our desires. Remember the focus is truth versus lies. The only way to combat Satan's lies, when it comes, you go, no, that is not the way God thinks. His word is true, it's powerful, it's active. So let me give you, I read to you thoughts that Satan puts with destructive things in our minds. All those kind of things I went through, the addictions and all those things are strongholds. But the other ones, remember, discouragement, God will never be there, God doesn't love you, you've done this again, you shouldn't forgive this person. Let me read the other things. Remember the first one, God's an impersonal God, can't be known, he's too hard to serve. Let me just rip off some truths for you. I won't give you the verses because of time this morning. Truth. God is a personal God, and he actually lives in you. Maybe you're here this morning, and you think God's impersonal. There's there's seven-plus billion people in the world. You go, what do you mean God's personal? No, he created you. He knows you. He wants a relationship with you. He's not into religion. And I can say to you this morning, he is absolutely an amazing personal God. Truth. Number two. God cannot lie. When you open this, you won't find a lie. God can't lie. Now let's flip the page. Satan can't tell the truth. That ought to say something to us. But see, if I don't recognize what the truth is, I'll just be deceived and accept Satan's law. That's why we study the Word of God. That's why you'll see in a moment you have to have a quiet time. Number three, 
How many would like to serve God if you knew God was against you? Now, there's one person I don't want to be against me, God. But God is, the Bible says God is for us. He's not against us. God is for us. He's not against us. Now, number four, I, I'm ready for an amen here now in just a moment when I finish this. Could, could we work up an amen even? Can we work up an amen this morning? Huh? Okay, here we go. Get ready now. Here's truth. God is greater than Satan and we win. Good, good hear an amen. Praise God. Now think about what you just heard. Truth. God is greater. Whose side are you on? If you're a Christian, you're on God's side. We win. Not because of us, because whose side and who lives in us. So you're going to see the bottom line next week. You're going to see the eternal consequence of this battle. Don't miss next week. It's so powerful. See, it's your outcome. Where you're headed and we win. Now, remember, Satan will say to you, he loves this condemning. Oh, remember when you, I remember when you promised God you'd never do that again. You did it again. He ain't going to forgive you. I mean, that's the 46th time you did that. I've been keeping track. What kind of God do you think you're serving? A God of grace and forgiveness? Are you kidding me? Say yes. He's a God of grace and forgiveness. How do I know that? Well, I just thought it up. It was in theology school. No, it's in the Bible. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive my sins. How often? Every single time. That sounds too good to be true. It is. That's because it's God and it's grace. You don't deserve it and I don't deserve it. Don't listen to the lies of Satan. Now, here's another one. Truth. God's power is unlimited. Nothing is impossible with God. Not any stronghold you have, not any background, not any of the hurt and all that stuff that's horrible. There's absolutely nothing impossible with God. You know, one day there was a woman caught in adultery. She was dragged, half-dressed, in front of all the town in Jerusalem. Southern steps. The religious people were there. They're going to stone her to death. And Jesus began to deal with them. Pretty soon they all left because they had sin too. He said, you don't have sin? Go ahead, throw the first stone. Now there's one person in that, in that whole scenario who could have thrown the first stone. You know who that was? Jesus. He had never sinned. So he says to the woman, where are your accusers? And she looked up. She expected to be dead. There were none. And Jesus said this, neither do I condemn you. Then he says this, go and sin no more. What do you think her life was up to that point? How many men had abused her and treated her as a sexual toy? How could she be free? He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Pastor Mark went through a list of strongholds that Satan will use to defeat us. This battle goes on in our mind with destructive thoughts. He reminded us that Satan is stronger than us, but God is much stronger than Satan. As Christ followers, we have God on our side, and He always wins. In order to win this battle of our mind, we need God's help and His mighty weapons. He gives these weapons to us freely. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we will learn about the strongholds and the destructive thoughts that Satan uses to win the battle of our minds. But God has given us the weapons we need to defeat Satan in this battle. Those weapons are the Bible, which is truth, prayer, the Holy Spirit, and the family of God. We can defeat Satan with God and all of these weapons. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons.